This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. In a world shrouded in secrecy and cloaked by shadows, an unseen realm of monsters, creatures, and beasts thrives. They lurk in the depths of the ocean, amidst the ancient expanse of the forests, and atop the jagged peaks of mountains. Yet amid these terrifying inhabitants, none can rival the dread-inspiring anomaly that stalks the fringes of existence, a figure obscured by the mask of a plague doctor. This enigmatic being traverses the boundary between nightmare and reality, its footsteps echoing in the darkest recesses of human imagination. Donned in archaic robes, it stands as a harbinger of doom, an entity with a sinister purpose that defies comprehension. It's no ordinary harbinger of death. It aspires to mend the world's ailments by stripping away the very essence of humanity itself. The Plague Doctor, a chilling fusion of healer and executioner, roams the world with a cold determination. Each step it takes is calculated, each movement purposeful, as it pursues its macabre mission to cleanse the world of its perceived pestilence. But its method is beyond gruesome. It targets individuals, men, women, and even innocent children, unraveling their humanity, one agonizing thread at a time. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we're discussing SCP-049, also known as The Plague Doctor. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every Thursday, as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. After a highly classified mission working for the SCP Foundation, Mason Blackwood's life took an unexpected turn. A Navy SEAL turned Redwood soldier, he faced a perilous situation that ended in his untimely demise. However, Against all odds, Mason awoke once more, not only alive, 
but also equipped with newfound enhancements that defied explanation. As Mason grappled with the implications of his revival, he couldn't help but feel that there was more to his resurrection than met the eye. His instincts as a seasoned soldier and his acute awareness of his surroundings pushed him to uncover the truth behind his miraculous return. The agency that had orchestrated his return had made an offer to Chen, his trusted comrade. The deal was simple but laden with implications. Continue working for this mysterious agency in exchange for Mason's revival. The specifics of the agreement remained shrouded, and Mason could only catch glimpses of these discussions through his diligent efforts. Amid the jigsaw puzzle of information, Mason's investigations led him to a name that resonated with a sense of dread, the Redwood Bureau. He found snippets of references, snippets of conversations that hinted at an organization of formidable power, one known for its dangerous and unpredictable nature. It was clear that the Redwood Bureau was no ordinary agency. They operated beyond the fringes of legality and morality. As Mason delved further, he began to connect the dots. He realized that this infamous agency was responsible for the research and resources that had brought him back to life. It was their team of scientists who had overseen the unprecedented feat, using methods and technologies that defied comprehension. Mason's discovery was a double-edged sword. On the one hand, he was grateful for the second chance at life, for the enhancements that allowed him to defy his mortal limitations. His senses were now inhuman. He could hear, smell, and see things that no other man could. He had the strength of ten men and the agility of a panther. On the other hand, he was now entangled in a web of secrecy and manipulation, caught between the agendas of the SCP Foundation and the ominous Redwood Bureau. But Mason wouldn't have much time to delve into the mystery before his next mission arrived. He was working out in the Foundation's gym, testing his newfound strength, when Chen came through the double doors of the gym's entrance and gave him a brisk nod, the hint of a smile touching his usually stern face. Good to see things are getting back to normal, Blackwood. I hope you're ready for our next mission. Mason grabbed a towel and dried the sweat from his neck and face. I'm always ready. Chen turned and led the way out into the stark white hallway, Mason falling into step beside him. Chen's presence was a balm to Mason's frayed nerves. He had doubted everything since the operation. His body, his purpose, his future. But Chen's unwavering loyalty helped ground him, reminded him of who he was at his core. As they stepped into the dimly lit briefing room, the imposing figure of Captain James Reynolds stood at the front, hands clasped behind his back. Take a seat, Reynolds commanded, his voice a deep rumble that resonated through the otherwise silent space. Mason and Chen exchanged glances before sitting down, their bodies tense with anticipation. They knew that whatever assignment awaited them next would not be easy, but they were prepared to serve as always. Reynolds looked over the two men before him, his eyes lingering on Mason for a moment, perhaps scrutinizing the impact recent events had on the seasoned operative. 
The shadows in the briefing room seemed to shiver, as if they too sensed the oppressive tension that choked the air. Mason's eyes darted around the space, the dim light barely enough to make out the contours of the other furniture. A large screen loomed at the front, casting an eerie glow across the chamber. It displayed a grainy image of a figure draped in dark robes and a ceramic mask. SCP-049, The Plague Doctor. Listen up, Captain Reynolds' voice cut through the gloom like a knife. SCP-049 has resurfaced. We've had reports of multiple deaths in the last 48 hours in connection with this thing. Mason's heart thudded against his ribcage, a cold dread creeping into his veins. He swallowed hard, trying to keep his composure. Chin sat rigid next to him, his jaw clenched tight, eyes locked on the screen. Each victim was found in an undead, chaotic state, from which there is no cure. Because they were dangerous, they had to be eliminated. Reynolds continued, his words measured and deliberate. But autopsy reports indicate their organs were rapidly necrotized. The cause remains unknown, but one thing is clear. SCP-049 is responsible. As Mason listened to the details that led to the victim's elimination, he couldn't help but imagine the terror that must have gripped each victim in their final moments, alone, helpless. Is there a pattern in these deaths, sir? Chin asked, his voice steady despite the chilling revelations. None that we can discern yet, Reynolds replied, his eyes flickering with something akin to frustration. That's why it's imperative you two find and contain SCP-049 before more lives are lost. Mason's hands tightened into fists, the leather of his gloves creaking under the strain. He knew full well the dangers they would face, but fear would not deter him from his duty. He glanced at Chen, finding a similar resolve mirrored in his partner's eyes. Understood, sir, Mason said, the words emerging as a low growl. We'll bring it in. Captain Reynolds nodded, the ghost of a grim smile haunting his lips. I expect nothing less from you two. As they rose from their seats, the weight of their assignment bore down on them like a shroud. They were stepping into the unknown, where death lurked in every corner. But no matter the risks, Mason and Chen were determined to face SCP-049 and fulfill their mission. Next stop was the armory where they would suit up and prepare for the mission ahead. At the armory door, Chen paused, meeting Mason's gaze. I know you've been through hell, he said quietly, but I'm with you every step. We'll get through this. Mason gripped Chen's shoulder, a silent acknowledgement. Then they stepped through the door to suit up, united in duty and brotherhood. The coming battle awaited, but they would face it together. Mason reached to open his locker door, and as the door swung open, a white envelope fell and drifted to the floor. He bent over to pick it up, and then opened it. Inside was a brief letter. Sergeant Blackwood, the letter began. I have information that you will find crucial in your search for the truth. 
Redwood Bureau is not what it seems. Their plans for your future are less than noble. I will be in contact. Signed, Former Agent of the Redwood Bureau, Conroy. The revelation hit Mason like a shockwave, his heart pounding against his ribs. He read and reread the letter, his mind racing to process the implications. The Redwood Bureau, the agency that had orchestrated his revival, had ulterior motives. It wasn't just about giving him a second chance at life. There was something darker at play. His fingers clenched around the letter, a mix of anger and apprehension coiling in his chest. Who was this Conroy? And how did they possess this damning information? Could they be trusted? Or was this just another layer of deception in the intricate web of secrecy that surrounded him? He would have to shelve the information for now. They had an important mission ahead. If he lost focus, it could cost more people their lives. SCP-049 was out there, and it was his and Chen's duty to stop the Plague Doctor at all costs. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The SCP episodes have been so well received that we decided to keep the series going. Each one will be followed by a recap of the last. The SCP Foundation is an online community of writers where people from all over the world collaborate to produce stories about unusual and mysterious creatures, things, and locations. Within the website's shared universe, the Foundation is responsible for capturing, containing, and studying various paranormal, supernatural, and other mysterious phenomena unexplained by science, known as anomalies or SCPs, while also keeping their existence hidden from the rest of human society. The SCP Foundation is described as a secret organization that operates outside of the law, with the sole purpose of securing, containing, and protecting anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena that pose a threat to humanity. These anomalies can be anything from inanimate items with unusual traits to sentient creatures with extraordinary abilities. They come in all kinds and sizes. Although the SCP Foundation's precise beginnings are unknown, it's thought that it was established in the middle of the 20th century, 
in reaction to the rising number of anomalous phenomena that were being reported worldwide. There are many hypotheses concerning who started the Foundation and what caused it, but none of them have been proven to be true. According to one account, a group of scientists and government representatives who understood the potential danger anomalous things and creatures pose to humanity created the Foundation. These people argued that a specialized organization was required to contain and investigate these anomalies because ordinary law enforcement and scientific organizations were unprepared to manage them. Another hypothesis is that another supernatural occurrence or sequence of occurrences that endangered humanity's security led to the establishment of the Foundation. This hypothesis holds that a group of people with knowledge of the supernatural got together to create the Foundation in order to save humanity from these dangers. No matter where it came from, the SCP Foundation operates in total secrecy. Its agents operate covertly. The Foundation's operations are kept so under wraps that the majority of governments and law enforcement organizations are not even aware it exists. Our last episode ended with the Shy Guy, also known as SCP-096, Escaping Containment. The SCP Foundation recruited Navy Sergeant Mason Blackwood, a Navy SEAL, to lead a team of highly trained military professionals to capture and contain SCP-096. During the operation, Blackwood, while in the process of capturing SCP-096, was killed. Later, Blackwood awakened, very much alive, in an SCP medical recovery facility, where he was informed by his teammate, Sergeant Chin, an ex-Marine, that another secret organization had teamed up with the SCP Foundation, and he had made a bargain with them. They said they had the ability to bring Mason back to life, but they would only do so if they continued to work with them and the SCP Foundation. This episode will follow Sergeants Blackwood and Chin as they head out to their next assignment, SCP-049, The Plague Doctor. SCP-049 is normally held within a standard secure humanoid containment cell located in Research Sector-02 at Site-19. Any transportation of SCP-049 necessitates prior sedation. During the transport process, SCP-049 must be immobilized using a Class III humanoid restriction harness, which includes a locking collar and extension restraints. Additionally, a minimum of two armed guards must oversee the transportation. While SCP-049 generally displays cooperation with most Foundation staff, sudden changes in behavior or violent outbursts should be met with heightened response measures. Direct contact with SCP-049 during such episodes is strictly prohibited. In cases where SCP-049 becomes hostile, the application of lavender has been observed to induce a calming effect on the entity. Subsequently pacified, SCP-049 typically reverts to a compliant state and can be returned to its containment without significant resistance. To ensure the continued containment of SCP-049, the entity should be provided with the carcass of a recently deceased animal, typically of bovine or large mammal origin, every 14 days for study purposes. The specimens would initially be healthy, but after SCP-049's ungloved hands touched the specimens, they would fall dead, only to awake moments later in a crazed state. 
These specimens were then classified as SCP-049-2. These undead creatures must immediately be removed from SCP-049's containment cell and incinerated. SCP-049 was no longer authorized to interact with human subjects, and any solicitations for such interactions had to be denied. SCP-049 is a human-like being, measuring approximately 6 feet 2 inches in height. It presents the appearance of a medieval plague doctor, wearing what seems to be thick robes and a ceramic mask associated with that profession. Interestingly, these garments have seemingly fused with SCP-049's body over time, making it challenging to discern the entity's true form beneath. However, X-ray scans reveal a humanoid skeletal structure beneath its exterior layer. SCP-049 displays the ability to communicate in various languages, with a preference for English or Medieval French. While it generally maintained a polite and cooperative demeanor with Foundation personnel, it was also known to exhibit strong irritation, or even aggression, if it detected what it referred to as the pestilence. Although the precise nature of this pestilence remains a mystery to researchers, it seemed to be a great matter of concern to SCP-049. When SCP-049 encountered individuals it believed was afflicted by the pestilence, it became aggressive and required restraint. If unchecked, SCP-049 would typically attempt to terminate such individuals, utilizing direct skin contact to halt all biological functions. The mechanism behind this effect remains unexplained, and post-mortem examination of SCP-049's victims have yielded inconclusive results. Following these lethal encounters, SCP-049 often displays frustration or remorse, indicating that its actions have not effectively eradicated the pestilence. Subsequently, it tends to perform crude surgeries on the corpses, using tools from a black doctor's bag it carries at all times. These procedures do not always succeed, but frequently lead to the emergence of SCP-049-2 instances. Although they typically remain inactive, displaying minimal movement, in a somewhat ambulatory manner, they can turn highly aggressive when provoked or directed by SCP-049. Despite displaying altered biological functions that differ significantly from human physiology, SCP-049 often claims that these subjects have been cured. SCP-049 went into a rage when the agency failed to deliver a specimen for it to use for its so-called experiments. Chaos ensued as they tried to calm and restrain it, ending in the death of seven Foundation staff members and a breach in the containment of SCP-049. Mason went over the briefing again in his head. The image of a dark, cloaked figure wearing a ceramic 17th century plague doctor mask, illuminated by the dim light of the screen. It had seemed to scrutinize Mason and Chin, as if it had been truly present in the room. Captain Reynolds continued with his briefing discussing the creature's abilities. SCP-049 has an unusually high intelligence for an anomaly, 
he had said, his voice dark and heavy with foreboding. It speaks various languages, primarily English and medieval French. It can be cooperative at times, but make no mistake, gentlemen, this is a formidable adversary. Mason had studied the figure on the screen, its thick robes and ceramic mask fused to its body giving it an eerie, almost ghost-like appearance. He could sense the danger lurking beneath that deceptively calm facade, and a shiver had crawled down his spine. SCP-049 has shown a capacity for manipulating its environment, and even other anomalies, Reynolds continued, but its most dangerous ability lies in its touch. Touch? Chin had asked, raising an eyebrow. Indeed, Reynolds confirmed. Direct contact with SCP-049 results in immediate cessation of life. You see, once life ceases for its victim, the victim reanimates as a mindless, vicious creature that must be killed. The exact mechanism it uses to cause the demise of its victims remains unknown. But one thing is clear. It is deadly. Mason had clenched his fists, feeling the icy grip of fear clawing at the edges of his resolve. It was a sensation he had experienced before, back when they first encountered SCP-096. But this time, the stakes felt higher, more personal. Exercise extreme caution when dealing with SCP-049, Reynolds had emphasized, his gaze piercing through them like a cold blade. One wrong move, one moment of carelessness, and you might not walk away from this mission. Chen had nodded silently while Mason fought to keep his composure, swallowing the lump forming in his throat. The captain's warning had rang loudly in his ears, drowning out all other thoughts. They were venturing into a realm of darkness and death, where one misstep could be their undoing. Understood, sir, Mason finally managed to say his voice betraying only a hint of the fear that threatened to consume him. He had been fearless before he had died, but when he came back from the dead, fear came with him. The Humvee bounced up and down as it traveled down the road to the lake house, the last known location where the plague doctor had been sighted. It seemed a strange place to be heading to look for the giver of death. Mason didn't know for sure what to expect as he had been previously unaware of just how deadly the previous anomaly had been. Even though they had been briefed, facing these creatures in real life was much different. Their team was eight men, including Mason and Chin. He hoped that they would all make it out of the mission alive this time. As they pulled up in front of the large cabin, with the lake glistening in the background, it seemed to be too serene for a place that may be harboring a monster. Mason stepped out of the Humvee, his boots crunching on the gravel beneath his feet. He scanned the area, alert for any signs of movement or danger. Chen came up beside him, his eyes also scanning the surroundings. Quiet out here, Chen muttered, his hand resting on his weapon. Too quiet, Mason replied, his grip on his own weapon tightening, his senses automatically heightening. He could hear the heartbeats of each member of their team. He could hear the march of ants across the ground. Every sound loud enough to drive him mad. But then he began to control it and reached out towards the cabin, silencing everything else. It's in there, 
Mason told Chin, and it's not alone. They approached the cabin cautiously, their team fanning out to cover all angles. Mason could feel his heart pounding in his chest, the adrenaline surging through his veins. He was ready for a fight, but he hoped it wouldn't come to that. The stench of death filled his nostrils, and he had to fight the urge to gag. A sense of dread filled him as he became aware of just how many victims they would find in the cabin. He could smell each one's scent individually. He counted 15. They reached the front door, which was slightly ajar. Mason motioned for his team to cover him as he cautiously pushed the door open. The creaking sound echoed through the silent cabin, making Mason flinch. A cackling sound greeted him from the inside, and before he had time to raise his weapon, a large figure jumped toward Mason. But with his enhanced reflexes, he dodged quickly, and the figure flew past him, landing a blow to the man directly behind him, knocking him off the porch. At first, Mason thought it was an animal, but as he began to get a better look at the creature, he realized it was a man, or at least it used to be. Its half-clothed body was withered and emaciated, its eyes sunken into the sockets of its head, and its mouth was foaming like a rabid dog. It was trying to sink its yellow teeth into the soldier's neck when a pop burst in the air and the creature's blood splattered across the man's face. Blood spatter dotted Mason's face as well. Chen had fired a bullet that had entered through the creature's temple and out the other side of its head. Looks like SCP-049 has been playing doctor again, Chen said as he extended his hand and helped the man to his feet. Mason wiped the blood from his face, his heart still racing. He peered into the cabin, his eyes adjusting to the dim light. The stench of decay and death hung in the air, mingling with the coppery scent of blood. The cabin was strewn with decaying bodies, their flesh and bones twisted and contorted into grotesque shapes. The sight made Mason's stomach churn, but he forced himself to stay focused. They had a job to do, and they couldn't afford to lose their nerve. Come on, let's clear this place. Mason said, his voice low and gritty. The team moved through the cabin, checking each room and corner, their weapons at the ready. The silence was deafening, a stark contrast to the carnage that seemed to have unfolded inside these walls. As they reached the back room, there, standing at a table, leaning over the body of one of its victims, was SCP-049. The plague doctor was standing there, his mask gazing at them with an intensity that sent chills down Mason's spine. The creature's robes were stained with blood, and its skeletal fingers curled around a long, sharp scalpel. Mason raised his weapon, feeling the weight of it in his hands. His finger hovered over the trigger, but he hesitated. The creature was standing there, seemingly waiting for them to make the first move. SCP-049, we are here to contain you. Mason said, his voice steady despite the fear that gripped his heart. Please lower your weapon and surrender peacefully. The plague doctor tilted its head and Mason could sense the intelligence behind the mask. 
It spoke, its voice raspy and cold. You seek to contain me? How amusing, the creature said. Do you not realize the futility of your efforts? Death comes for us all eventually. I am merely the messenger. Mason felt a surge of anger mixed with fear. I surrendered once before to your people. They promised to provide me with healthy specimens for my experiments. But they failed to keep their word. My work is important. I must rid the world of the plague that is humanity. Mason felt a shiver run down his spine as he listened to SCP-049's cold, calculating words. He knew that this creature was smart, and that made it all the more dangerous. He had to tread carefully, or else he might end up just like the bodies scattered around them. Your work is important? Killing innocent people and turning them into mindless monsters is important? Mason spat out, his anger getting the better of him. You're sick. SCP-049 chuckled, a low, sinister sound. Sick? Oh, my dear boy, you have no idea. I'm merely a doctor, attempting to save humanity from the disease that plagues it. You should be thanking me. Mason gritted his teeth, trying to remain calm. He didn't want to give SCP-049 any reason to lash out. Save humanity? By killing it? That doesn't make any sense, Chen chimed in, his eyes fixed on the plague doctor. It makes perfect sense. The disease has to be eradicated, at its source. SCP-049 replied, its voice dripping with disdain. Mason knew they couldn't reason with this creature. It was beyond reason, beyond humanity. They had to contain it. Enough talk, Mason said, his finger tightening on the trigger. We have our orders. SCP-049 chuckled again and then let out a high-pitched whistle. Suddenly, shuffling sounds could be heard from the other room, and then in seconds the door burst open, revealing several more of the undead creatures created by the Plague Doctor. These are the cured, the Plague Doctor stated proudly. Mason and his team immediately opened fire, their weapons unleashing a flurry of bullets at the creatures. The room was filled with the sound of gunfire, screams, and the sickening thuds of bodies hitting the floor. Despite the chaos, Mason maintained his focus, his training taking over. He aimed carefully, taking out one creature after another with deadly precision. Chin was at his side, his own weapon barking as he provided cover fire. But the creatures kept coming, their rotting bodies resilient to the barrage of bullets. Mason could see fear in the eyes of his team, the realization dawning that they may not make it out of this alive. Just as the situation seemed hopeless, a voice cut through the chaos. Get down! Mason looked up to see a figure in a black hooded cloak standing in the doorway. The newcomer threw a small object into the room and there was a blinding flash of light. Mason shielded his eyes, momentarily blinded. Howls filled the air as the creatures scrambled away in fear, many of them crashing through the windows. Once Mason regained his sight, 
He saw that the creatures were all gone, but so was SCP-049. Damn it! Chen growled. Who the hell are you? You blew the mission! What I did was save your lives, the man in the cloak spoke. I'm Agent Conroy. Mason studied the man, taking in his black tactical gear and the weapons at his side. He seemed to be alone, but Mason knew better than to assume anything at this point. Who do you work for? Mason asked, his hands still shaking from the adrenaline. Conroy hesitated before answering. I am a former agent with the Redwood Bureau, but now I work for humanity. Mason raised an eyebrow. Humanity? That's a little vague, don't you think? Conroy smiled grimly. Let's just say I'm not allied with any particular organization anymore. I'm on my own, fighting the good fight. Mason didn't trust him, but he couldn't deny that the man had just saved their lives. He lowered his weapon slightly, watching Conroy warily. Why did you help us? He asked. It's simple, Conroy replied. I don't believe in killing innocents, even if they're infected with some sort of plague. That's not the way to solve the problem. Mason nodded, understanding. He had seen enough death and destruction to know that violence wasn't always the answer. Well, we appreciate the help, he said, holstering his weapon. But you know, we'll have to report this to our supervisors. You've compromised our mission. Mason didn't acknowledge it in front of the others, but he realized this must be the man that slipped the letter into his locker. Maybe now he could get some answers about the Redwood Bureau. Conroy shrugged. Do what you have to do, but I suggest you think about what you're really fighting for. Is it containment or is it something more? Mason didn't know how to respond to that. He had always believed in following orders and doing what was necessary to protect the world from the anomalies that threatened it. But Conroy's words had shaken him, made him question everything he had ever known. As they made their way back to their base, Mason kept replaying the events of the mission in his mind. He knew that he had to report what had happened, but he also knew that he had to think carefully about what Conroy had said. Maybe there was more to this than just containment. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Tune in next week as we bring back the Wendigo for another round of scares with this terrifyingly putrid beast. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.